0: Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Buta. Did you know that God is inside? Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace. I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. So let's check out today's podcast. Welcome guys. If you're joining us for uh, tonight's online conference, Grace in the Marketplace, we're just going to pray quickly and then we will get right into it. Today we have a special guest and man, I'm telling you, he is going to bless you. He, He told me offline, he said, Tavara. I have a word from the Lord. The Lord woke me up early uh, morning today just to give me a word for the people in in South Africa and ultimately on the continent of Africa. So, hey, guys, brace up. It is going to be phenomenal. So let's just quickly pray and jump straight into it. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Uh, We thank you that even while we are on lockdown, today is the day that you have made and we will be exceedingly uh, grateful and joyous, and be glad in it. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we invite you into this meeting. Holy Spirit, have your way in us, lead, guide, and direct us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And so, well, guys, uh, today we are in for a treat, Pastor. I just want to say welcome and uh, thank you for uh, saying yes uh, to being a part of Grace in the Marketplace. And, uh, guys, remember Grace in the Marketplace, the book. Uh, is written from the background that God has a grace for us, even in the marketplace. So what we do on Sunday does not end there. It can spill over into your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, your Thursday, and your Friday. In fact, the Holy Spirit wants to be with you in the marketplace and be your uh, best partner. He wants to be your biggest partner. He wants to be your business partner. And uh, we just want to uh, encourage you throughout this week. Last night, Ashley was on fire, but I'm telling you tonight, we're taking it a notch higher. Pastor Lawson uh, Perdue, uh quickly, just a quick bio. Pastor Lawson and his wife, Barbara, are the senior pastors of uh, Carrie's Christian Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, Pastor Lawson was spirit-filled and called to preach in 1978. I wasn't even born, Pastor, uh, through the ministry of Andrew Womack. Uh, Pastor Lawson and Barbara stepped into full-time ministry in 1988, and he has been preaching the gospel of grace with power, strength, and uh, uh, fruit uh, for the past 30 years. And so, brothers and sisters, why don't you help me to welcome Pastor Lawson Perdue tonight? Come on, hit the like button, the hearts, bring them (laughs) in, and Pastor
1: Lawson, we're all yours. Praise God. Well, I'm so honored to be here and so honored to be sharing. And I want to say a big thank you to Tafara and Chipo for asking me to be part of this conference, Grace in the Marketplace. Um, thank God. I, I believe in the anointing on you in business. In fact, Tafara said Ashley shared last night. I have great respect for Ashley and Carly Teradez. But a number of years ago, Ashley asked me when he first had come to Colorado, if I was going to go to England and be preaching. If he could come on the trip with me and and I said, Of course you can, but you got to buy your own ticket. Well, I didn't know how resourceful he was, but he bought a ticket and he came with me and he took me all around England. And when we were flying there and flying home, he was talking to me about how he was condemned about making money. And I told him, Listen, you don't need to be condemned. God has anointed you to make money. There is a gift of giving in Romans chapter 12. It's one of the motivational gifts and it's a special anointing to make money. It's a Come special anointing to give. I believe I have that gift in my own life, and God is using it for the body of Christ. Uh, Many of you who know me know that we have a 121,000 square foot building here in Colorado Springs. It would cost 40 or 50 million to build this building today, and we've got it completely paid off. Now, I didn't pay that much money for it, praise God. God gave it to me supernaturally, Come and he he revealed it to us supernaturally by the Holy Ghost. He told us he was going to do it, uh, Andrew Womack gave me a word, Ashton Territus gave me a word, and then in the, November of 2015, I was preaching in the first Wednesday night of November 2015 in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, and when I got done preaching, the pastor jumped up and he pointed his finger at me and he said, 2016 is your year, and God is gonna give you a building. Come on. And so he he said, you realize you're going to have to pay something for it. And so man, when he gave me that word, it shot through me like fire. And I thought that is the word of the Lord. And so, so we are already in a nice building that God had given us in 2015. We moved here in 2001 and started, we bought the building in 2008 and did the build out in 2010, right next to Andrew Womack Ministries here, uh, when it was in Colorado Springs. And then, um, we were there, we were doing well, but God spoke this to, to Andrew Womit, to Ashley Taradis, then then to Pastor Dean Melton in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so I knew it was the word of the Lord. About three or four weeks later, Dr. Doug Weiss walked into my office and he said, Pastor, I'm going to build a new building. I said, where at? Just down here on the corner, about a quarter mile away. I said, well, how much? How big is it going to be? He said, 20,000 square foot. We had 27,000 square foot. I said, how much is it going to cost? He said, $2 million. I said, well, Doug, by the time you get done building the building and the parking lot and the government pond and, and put in the street and buy two lots, it's going to cost you well over $3 million, probably over 3.5. But I said, I've had a word from God, and you can buy this building because it's going to be for sale. So he stopped and walked around a little bit, and, and, and he came back in my office, and he said, how much would you sell this building to me for? Doug's done a lot of good for the body of Christ in Colorado Springs and around the world, and I said, well, Doug, I would sell this building. I had $2.35 million in it. I would sell this building to you for $2 million. Wow.
0: And so he
1: said, that is God, and that's what we're going to do. So he looked for a whole year, and every door was closed. And so in January 2017, I told Doug and his wife, Lisa, do what you need to do. They said, no, 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 it's just been delayed. He said, just hold on. It's going to come to us. And then the first Saturday of March, March 4, 2017, Doug actually – uh, he he walked in, he 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 sent me an email actually about 1030 in the morning and he said, This is not my new building, but this is our new church building. Come on. And I looked at it and the Holy Ghost said, That is your new building, praise wow. God. And it had foreclosed just five days earlier on February 27th. And we bought it on March 29th, four 30 days after it foreclosed. We had to have cash because wow. and you know Jesus would tell you what to do ahead of time. Praise Come God. On. And, and he he told me to pay off that building to save money, invest money, and so we had 4.5 million cash saved. And then I took a two million dollar line of credit because Dr. Weiss was going to buy that building from me for two million. And we came and we bought the building that we're in for five point four million dollars, three hundred thousand dollar bank fee. So we're all in five point seven. It took us two million to build it out. Seven point seven million. Brand new building would cost forty or fifty thousand dollars to build today. They afford, excuse me, forty or fifty million dollars to build. Come a day. on and they sold the 2 billion buildings next to me for 30 million less concessions built at the same time by the same builder that so we've got we've got just you know about half their square space square footage they paid 30 million we're all in made it all brand new theirs aren't even updated we made it all brand new for for 7.7 million praise god that's a miracle And that's by the Spirit of God. And so God gives us wisdom. God speaks to us by the Spirit. He'll speak to you in business. He's spoken to me in business. He'll speak to you in the ministry. Whatever you're doing, God will help you. Praise God. And so I'm going to talk about some principles of economic blessing and favor and well-being and increase, two principles, just two principles today that I believe can turn your life right side up in the way of biblical economics. The first one I'm going to talk about is the principle of purpose. I believe that God wants us to live with purpose, and I believe he wants us to live with a purpose that is greater than ourselves. I'm going to share a little bit today from the book of Haggai. Of course, you know, Haggai was the prophet that was prophesying when Zechariah, was building the temple or Zerubbabel and so Zacharias the prophet that was prophesying Haggai prophesied to and Zerubbabel was building the temple and uh, Haggai prophesied to him and he said in Haggai chapter one he, he begins to talk about the problem he, 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 he says in verse four he says it's time for you who dwell in your sealed houses and the house, the house of God lay in waste now therefore says the Lord of hosts consider your ways look at verse six he says, you have so much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe, but there's none warm. And he that earns wages, earned wages to put it in a bag with holes. So he said, the problem with these folks was they were taking care of their own house, but they weren't taking care of the house of God. So you know what? If you want things to go well in your house, you start taking care of the house of God. You know, Ashley Terry, is one of the most blessed people that I know on the face of the planet. God has brought tremendous increase to him and his family, tremendous increase to his uh, ministry, but Ashley honors God. He puts the house of God first. He's a tither, and he's a giver. I like to say this. I learned this from Mark Hankins, and he got it from Kenneth E. Hagin, Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, Kenneth Hagin Sr. He said this. He said, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I do not lack like opportunity. I do not like Lack ability and money comes to me. So praise God. Make that your confession. I'm a tither, I'm a giver, I do not lack opportunity, and I do not lack ability, and money comes to me. Praise God. We have plenty of money. We never lack for money. Isn't that good? Praise God. And if That's you'll awesome. obey the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost can help you. Amen. So the problem, they were taking care of that the, the, their house is not God. So he goes over in chapter two and he begins to tell him what the answer is. So we're going to begin in chapter 2, verse 1. He says in the 7th month in, in the first 21st day of the month came the word of the Lord to the prophet Haggai. Speak to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the governor of Judah, and and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and the rest of the people and say this, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory, and how do you see it now? In your eyes in comparison is it is nothing. Yet Be strong, O Zerubbabel, says the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, saith the Lord, and, and work. For I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. God says, I am with you. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit remains among you. Fear not, for thus says the Lord. Yet once, in in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. Do you know that's happening right now? Come on. Heavens and the earth and the dry land and the sea is shaken. The the kingdom, the world is being shaken. Hebrews chapter 12 says God is going to shake the things. That anything that can be shaken will be shaken out. And the only things that can stand and remain are those things that cannot be shaken. And you know, those things (laughs) that cannot be shaken are those things that are established in the grace of God. If you understand what Hebrews 12, the end of the chapter is saying. So we get established in the grace of God on our life, we get established in the grace of God on our business. We get established in the grace of God on our ministry, and we're not going to be shaken out with the rest of the world. Praise God. I know I was talking to two pastor friends this week that we've helped pioneer churches and get churches going. One of them in North Carolina, Brian Clark, he has a beautiful building. He's cranking up services this Sunday. Pastor Max Cornell is cranking up services in Kansas City. You know, just got his own building. He hasn't even got the thing, you know, he's got it under contract. He hasn't got the loan closed, but he believes so much in it. He went and lived the building so he could open the doors before the states open up because there's other church opened up. But Max gave a word to Brian and Max gave this word to me. He said, a lot of churches aren't going to make it through this time. And see, I think some of these churches that are started, they're not God's idea, they're man's idea. And there's a difference between God's idea and man's idea. But when you get connected with God's man and God's plan and God's vision and God's purpose, you can prosper, praise God, when you get connected with the grace of God on your life. So there is a grace, amen, on ministry, and there's a grace on business, praise God, and I've operated in some of both of them, praise God, hallelujah. I told Andrew Womack one time, I said, Andrew, I believe that I'm called to make money for the body of Christ. Now, sometimes it doesn't look like I'm making money, but I still believe God no matter what's wet down, no matter whence went bad, I never quit believing God, and it's important for you to keep believing God, to keep your faith in God, to keep the switch of faith turned on. I remember one time I was in the cattle business, and we were having a drought, and I prayed, and I asked God what to do and he told me to borrow all the money I could and buy all the cattle I could he gave me a scripture and told me that my cattle would feed in large pastures and I went and did that and the market kept going down I lost all of my equity but you know what I went in the middle of that my banker wanted to foreclose on me and God spoke to me and I went to another banker I left the Methodist banker and I went to the Baptist banker and I went to see the Baptist banker and and, and I told the Baptist bank listen I got a hundred thousand dollars cattle at $100,000 of debt. I've lost all my equity. I had 40,000 equity when I went, I lost all this money. But I'll tell you what's going to happen. It's going to rain and corn's going to go down and cattle are going to go up and I'm going to make more money than I ever made in my life. And that Baptist banker looked across the desk and he loaned me $100,000 with no equity, praise God. Boy, that, that was in, in the beginning of April. I bought all the cattle in February when God spoke to me and told me that my cattle would feed in large pastures, and it just got worse. And so, but by, by May 27th, it started raining. I had my cattle on pastures, praise God, on large pastures. Hallelujah. Come on. I, bought I could. Hallelujah. And it rained all summer, and corn went down, and cattle went up. And I, I doubled my investment, glory to God. I started out with 40,000 and ended up with 80,000, glory to God. And you know it was a testimony to that banker, and I believe that our 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 lives can be a testimony to the banker in fact when i when I started Karis Ministries, it was in nineteen ninety eight I was still pastored in Eastern Colorado in a very small town Kit Carson town of two hundred and fifty where where I had my little feed lot, my church praise God. And I went to, when I started Karis Ministries, back to the Methodist Banker to start an account. And when he went down there, he said, listen, God, you moved to that town that looks like it should blow away. And God blessed your church. And and, you know, nobody could buy a house, but you bought a house at DIA at the airport and had it moved and God blessed your house. And then you got in the cattle business and God blessed your cattle business. When everybody else made $20, you made $50 a head. When they made 50, you made a hundred. When they made a hundred, you made 200. Come on. Hey, lost 50, you broke even. He says, God blessed your, he blessed your ministry. He blessed your, he blessed your home. He blessed your cattle business. And he said, God is going to bless this too. I went down there, I preached all week and a pastor gave me $500 for preaching all week in West Texas. And I opened that account, glory to God. And you know what? I said, if he give me 500, I'm going to open an account. That was Karis Ministries. And today, Karis Ministries, we have over a million dollars in the bank. We're getting wow. ready for the next great big property, that God gives us because this is not the last building that we have but you know we're doing it because God spoke to us and we have our building completely paid off and we have no debt whatsoever that comes by operating in the grace that's on your life in the anointing that's on your life there's an anointing on your business I remember the year 2008 we were in a great downturn in the stock market that's before I got my building and I had lost nearly half of my investment and I remember laying on my couch in the middle of the night and crying out to God and God told me you hold that right where it's at and i held it in the end of 2008 god opened up the door for us to buy that other building praise god come on so you know when the tough when the going gets tough the tough get going but we've got the holy ghost with us and sometimes it looks bad and when haggai came and prophesied here and prophesied as a they had started building the temple but they had stopped him by a government decree and Haggai said listen you started this thing Zachariah actually said this and you're going to finish it but Haggai prophesied to him and he spoke to him and he said listen I'm shaking heaven, and I'm shaking earth, and listen, God shakes things around sometimes, but we moved into that building in 2010, and I've got all my investment back in the stock market, had some to go with it, and I just used a little bit of the money for the down payment, and then I built that building out and got a wonderful price, got it done for a great deal, and God took care of our church, and he told me, you pay that building off, and then save money, so we were ready to buy this one when God told us to buy it, praise God, and so we're moving forward, not only do we have this building here, I have Ashley Terades Ministries in my building or Terades Ministries. I don't charge them 10 cents rent. I have Z ministries in this building. I don't charge them 10 cents rent. Praise God. They're here and they're fulfilling the will of God. And we're moving together, building the kingdom of God. And I want you to know those men are givers, praise God. And they honor the house of God and God's honoring them. And if you'll honor the house of God, God will honor you. Some people wonder why the blessing's not there. You read the book of Haggai. They're not honoring God. So you honor God and God will honor you. There's some other things that go with it. It's not just giving, praise God. You need to get your you're believing right, you're speaking right, amen. You need to get your working right, hallelujah. You need to get your management right, praise God. In fact, I had a guy tell me this one time years ago in Chicago. He he was one of the directors of the Karis Bible College, or he was married to the director, and he had worked for great big international companies, and I was going through a hard time. He said, I've seen some people go through hard times, these big businesses. Sometimes they make very bad decisions, but they manage very well, so in the end, they come out well. So maybe some of you listen to me going through a little bit of a hard time right now. I've had a little bit of that myself, but I'm here to tell you I'm going to come out on the other side smelling like a rose. I'm going to be looking good. Praise God, because Jesus is with me and the Holy Ghost is in me. Amen. And so God directs us and God helps us. And so God says, I'm shaking things. I'm going to shake the heavens. I'm going to shake the earth and the sea. And he says, I'm going to shake all nations. And Haggai 2 verse 7, and the desire of all nations, that's Jesus. He is the desire of all nations. He will come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. And the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And this place I will give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. So God says the silver is mine and the gold is mine. Now God spoke to me about that one time and he said the reason that ministries and the reason that churches lack money is because they're not operating in the glory. They're not operating in the purpose of God. Another definition for the glory is purpose praise God so if you find your god-given purpose you are on your way to prosper as an individual praise God one thing we wanted to train our children when we raised them up is train them in the purpose of God find your god-given gift and my oldest son Aaron is here now teaching and preaching with me has a doctor's degree from rice University he's very blessed when he was getting his doctor's degree he was doing business online making ten thousand dollars a month as a full-time I'm student, praise God. I don't pay him near that much money, <laughs> God. but he's working with me and helping me build the kingdom of God. My middle son, Andrew, runs a, a, an engineering company, and, and he's the he's the chief of all the engineers, and he's a multi-millionaire, just 31, 32 years old, praise God, blessed beyond compare. My youngest son, Peter, he's in Seoul, Korea right now. He was running 11 countries Of Central Asia before this big blow up in China and all this stuff but you know what's happened to him their stock price went down to one-third about what it was but he got promoted and God put him over 16 countries so right in the middle of this mess he's being promoted and being blessed he's running 16 countries of Burger King for 3G capital one of the largest corporations in the world, one of the richest men in the world owns that corporation, praise God, from Brazil, and God's blessing all of my children. One of them, a business manager, one of them at the head of all the engineers, part owner in his company, multi-millionaire, and Aaron, my son, helping me in the ministry. Whatever you're doing, whether you're in business, whether you're in ministry, God wants to bless you. God wants to help you, praise God, but you got to know the silver and the gold are his, praise God, and the silver and the gold go with the glory. They go with the Anointing on your life. You see, 1 Corinthians 15 says, one glory of the sun, one glory of the moon, another glory of different things. But the the gold and the glory are God's. You don't want to touch the gold, you don't want to touch the girls, you don't want to touch the glory. Praise God. Three things get preachers in trouble: sex, money, and power. Don't touch the girls, the gold, or the glory. And now we got to say sex because it's not all only the girls, sometimes it's something else. God forbid. Oh, Jesus help us with the world that we live in today. Anyway. You know, we God has the gold. Amen. We got all the, you know, he owns it all. He owns everything. It's all his, and we got to get that mentality. So we've got to find the purpose of God for our life. Now, in Zechariah chapter four, right next to Haggai, if you don't know Haggai, just flip over to Zechariah chapter four. You've all heard the, the deal. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. Verse six says the Lord. Then he goes on, And he says some things here in Zechariah chapter 4. He says, who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? The king had made a decree that they couldn't continue to build the temple. But he says, you will become a plain, and he will bring forth the headstone. He laid the footers. He's going to finish. He started out. He's going to finish. He says, by crying grace, grace to thank God for the grace of God on our life, for the anointing of God, for the purpose of God. He says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel will have laid the foundation of this house and his hands will finish it. You will know that the Lord has sent me to you for who has despised the day of small beginnings. Hallelujah. You know what? When I started out preaching, I started in a village. I started in a town of, of you know, about 300 people in a county of of 2,200 that covered 2,400 square miles. There was less than one person per square mile in that county, but God blessed me there. Hallelujah. And God put me in the cattle business there and blessed me with cattle. Hallelujah. And he helped me there. And then God moved me to Colorado Springs and God's blessed me here. Hallelujah. God, you know, don't despise the day of small small beginnings. Whatever God's called you to do, you do it with all of your might. You do it with all of your heart, like Hezekiah in the days of old. Second Chronicles chapter 31, verse 21. Every work that he began to do in the house of the Lord, he did it with all of his heart, and he prospered. Glory to God god so you'll prosper when you do things with all your heart colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says whatever you do in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to the father by him matthew 6 verse 33 says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness seek the kingdom of god put god first put the kingdom first be a kingdom person build the kingdom and god will take care of your house amen You take care of his house, he takes care of yours. So the principle of purpose, what did God anoint you to do? What did God appoint you to do? What has God called you to do? Get involved in that and God will bless it. So we need to operate in that principle of purpose or the glory. I told you I was going to share about two principles. I only got a little bit of time. I got to share about this second one. It's the principle of mentorship. Now, people come to me all the time because they know I'm in business. I'm still in business, praise God, and they asked me, can you tell me some wisdom about getting in business? And I, I often tell them this, Proverbs 13, 20, one of the most powerful principles I know, he that walks with wise men shall be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You know what? You need to get some godly mentors. You need some wise men when I started in the cattle business in Kit Carson, I had three multimillionaire farmers and ranchers that were in my church. I went to each of those men, and I learned things from them, and I observed what they did, and I employed it in my life. And when I employed it, guess what? I'm a multimillionaire preacher. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I didn't do that. Jesus did that for me. Whoa, Jesus. Now, if that offends somebody, you need to get unoffended because maybe God wants to make you a multimillionaire businessman or a multimillionaire preacher. Praise God. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God has the silver and the gold. The glory is his. But you know, we need to do everything. In fact, the Lord spoke to me one time. He said, you know how to make a million dollars? I said, how? He said, just figure out how to make a thousand and do it a thousand times. Praise God. So you just do that a thousand times, a thousand's a million. Praise God. And you just do it a few times over. Praise God. and, And just keep going. Glory to God. And so we got the anointing of God. And you know what? I wouldn't leave what God's called me to do for anything in the world. So we got the principle of purpose. Then the second thing, the principle of mentorship. You know, it's a biblical principle. He that walks with wise men. Now, when you find your mentors, you've got to find people that have done some things on their own. In other words, they just didn't inherit it from somebody else. Somebody else just didn't give it to them, right? It wasn't somebody else's earning, but they, God showed them and, and they received it. So, so you got to learn to listen to the right people because some people that got the biggest bark, they don't got no bite at all. You see, it's like we, we call it, that. them guys got a big, you know, they got a 5,000 cow hat but they ain't got one cow, praise God. You know, we call them big hat, no talk, you know. They big talk, no walk. You know, you know what I'm saying. So find some mentors that have done it that it's really working in their life, amen, that, that it's, it's working, praise God. Now, when we study the Bible, the Hebrews taught their children three things, love the word, love your family, and a practical trade. Praise God, love God, love the word, love your family, and a practical trade. The Hebrews taught their children how to work, Guess what? One reason all of my children are prospering is they know how to work. They got a good work ethic. Number two, they got a good attitude. Amen. I just preached a message on Daniel. If you want to hear a good message that I taught all my children, you go back and listen to my first Sunday morning meeting on Daniel, talking about the favor of God, on the life of Daniel. I just taught us this past Sunday. You listen to that message. I taught four principles. I taught my children. One of them is keep a good attitude. But they they all know how to work and they got a good attitude. Praise God. They're living by faith. But the Bible says the older men, right? Titus chapter two. And then he says the older women teach the younger, younger women. Then he says the younger men. So older men teach the younger men. Older women teach the younger women. Praise God. And Deuteronomy chapter 6, this principle. He said, I want you to get this, this word. And I want you to put this word before your children, when you walk, when you talk, when you work, when you go, when you lay, teach your children the word all the time. Praise God. When I, when I prepared the notes on this at three o'clock Colorado time this morning, it took me an hour. God was speaking to me in my bed. So I got up and, and worked an hour on getting this ready. Then I sent it. I emailed it to a number of my staff here, but I emailed it to all my children because I want them to get these principles. Praise God. And so uh, he, he says in Deuteronomy 6, verse 3 to 11, here and observe that you might increase in verse 3 mightily. Verse 5, he says, love God with everything you are and everything you have. He says in verse 6, get the word in your heart. Verse 7, he says, teach the word diligently when you talk and when you walk. It's not as much what you say as what you do. You got to do something with it. Praise God. He says, keep it before your eyes. He says, write it down, reinforce the principle. You know, when Joshua won the battle uh, and, and they, they were out there with Moses, and I think it's in Exodus chapter 17, they just, just you know, left Egypt and Joshua won that first battle. G- God told Moses, write this in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua because he wanted Joshua to get a picture of victory on the inside of him. That was greater than anything on the asset so he says write it down and then he says when the lord has brought you it's not if the lord's going to bring you in the land baby you keep believing jesus you keep speaking the word of god you keep acting on the word of god you stay diligent and god is going to bring you into good things hallelujah that you didn't earn. it's his listen i didn't get all the stuff i got because my smarts praise god i got it because the holy ghost is with me hallelujah you can say the holy ghost is God been good to Pastor Lawson. Yeah, not only God been good to Jesse, God been good to Andrew Womack, but God been good to Pastor Lawson. Hallelujah. God, when God brings you, when he brings you, not if he brings you, he's going to bring you in the land. You just stay at it and don't quit. Good things happen to those that stay the course. Now, my good news, these two principles, principles of economic blessing, favor, well-being, and increase. The principle of purpose. Find out the glory, the anointing on your life. Find out the grace on your life. What did God call you to do in business? What did God call you to do in ministry? Number one. Number two, the principle of mentorship. Find some good, godly mentors. I not only have mentors in business, I got mentors in the ministry. Andrew oh, Womack, my mentor. Before Lester Sumrall died, he was one of my mentors. Praise God. I've got good godly men that I follow, that I listen to, that speak into my life. Hallelujah. I called Andrew I only call him a couple times a year. I called him last week. I said, Andrew, I'm getting, getting ready to do something. I don't want to give you a black eye. But they're, they're telling us it might be January before they could open the churches in Colorado. I'm going to open next week because I found out how I could do it legally. Hallelujah. And Andrew says, go for it. I'm right I'm with on. you. I'm doing the same thing, Pastor Pastor. Hallelujah. Okay, do we got questions. Praise God. Hey, Pastor, that
0: was a good word. Thank you so much. I'm stirred up. I'm ready to go. And uh, so uh, uh, the first question I have here says, so how do I find my
1: purpose? How do you find your purpose? Well, number one, pray in the Holy Ghost. You know what? I found out, I didn't know what I was called to do, but when I was at Andrew Womack's meeting in in 1978, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I knew that I was called to preach. I didn't know whether I was an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. I didn't even know what those things were. But I knew that I was called to preach. And so get filled with the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues. And, you know, a lot of times when when people are having challenge, making decisions, different things, I'll tell them, go pray in tongues 30 minutes a day for one week and then come back and talk to me. Come on. And it's amazing how people. So, number one, pray in tongues. Number two, it says, the Bible says this, let the word of Christ, it says in in Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God act as an umpire in your heart, right? So, if you're married, I tell people this. If you're going to make a major decision and you're married, you and your wife get together. And if wow. you don't have peace about it together, then you know what? You need to have peace about it together. I'll let the peace of God act. As, let the peace of God call the shots. Come Amen. On. Act Praise as an umpire God. in your heart to which you're called. And then He says in verse 16, Colossians 3:16, "Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly." Okay. Many times when I've had great blessing, it's because God. When I had that deal with the cattle, I was praying about what to do. We were in a drought. It was blowing dirt. God spoke to me. God woke me up in the middle of the night and said, go read your Bible. My daily Bible reading was in Isaiah. And he said, your cattle will feed in large pastures. He said, buy all the cattle you can buy. Wow. Man, I did. You know, for a little bit, it looked like all 18 double hockey sticks broke loose. But you know what? God turned that thing around. And at the end, I had double what I had at the beginning Come on, because I heard the voice of God. You've got to hear the voice of God, know the voice of God, and God will speak to you from his word. So the Holy Ghost, the word of God, the word of God first place, amen, amen. the peace of God in your heart, The bat- pray in tongues, because you don't know what you're praying when you pray in tongues, but you'll get interpretation, you get revelation, amen? Wow, God, you know, godly mentors, you know, take it to some godly mentors you have in your yeah. life and say, what do you think about this? And see, wow. you know, when I came to Colorado Springs, nearly every minister I know discouraged me. But Andrew Womack encouraged me,
0: wow. so
1: you got to have the right mentors. Come on, you can have the right people. That's praise fine. God, and it, also the gifts of the Holy Ghost. So five things: the Word of God, Amen. The praying in the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, the peace of God, Amen. Um, godly mentors and the this, the the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Thank God, I've got words of wisdom, like I told you, I got this building. Come that on, is nothing but the Holy Ghost and a gift of the Holy Ghost working. Praise Amen. God. we
0: Hallelujah. got two more questions, Pastor, before we let you go. I know you have a busy okay. day today. Uh, Labo Modipa says, do I just start a business or do I wait uh, for God to tell me where to start and what to do? I think you just answered that question right there.
1: Yeah. I, you know, you need to do something. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just sit there and do nothing. It's like Kenneth Hagan said this about the ministry. He said, "You might go to every door that's open at the beginning, and then after your ministry grows, you pray in the spirit, and then you only go as you get, you know, as you to to where God tells you to go. So, you know, but you need to get some direction from God. You don't just go start any business, and uh, you know, I wouldn't do anything ungodly, but uh, you know, you need some wisdom from God. What's God wants you to do, and then some practical steps working into that. You know, you don't just, you know, Aaron, my son, I started in the cattle business and bought three cows." when I was 14, and that's just after I started Andrew's Bible study, one of them ran away, and one of them died, it looked terrible, if I was going by what I saw, I'd have quit then, but you know what, I've taken a little bit of money, and turned it into a lot of money, and God's blessed me, and been good to me, but it's not always been easy, but I heard God, my son Aaron started in the watch business, and when he was in college, he was making over $100,000 a year, and being a full-time college student, buying and selling things on the internet, but wow. see, he got when he started out. His one of his first watches he bought got stolen. One guy gave him four fake one hundred dollar bills. He was saving up money so he could get his man. his uh, wi- his wisdom teeth pulled out because he needed that done for his flute playing. And he he brought the money cash to me, and I, I looked at those. I thought those those hundred dollar bills look a little bit oh, blue. Man. I took them to the bank. They were. They, they were. <laughs> <laughs> he, he 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 did that one on Craigslist in the dark in Houston. And that's a bad deal. But praise God, you know, God's blessed him over and over again. So don't let the devil get you down if something goes wrong. But you got to get something going. Build it a little bit at a time. Figure out how to make $1,000 and then figure out how to do it a thousand times. Come on, that's Maybe. awesome. Last question,
0: Pastor, before you go. He says "Yeah, what are some of the ways you can stay the course when you feel discouraged? Um, uh, when the word you've heard from God seems to not be
1: coming to pass? Well, you, again, you keep praying. Sometimes it takes, you know, Andrew Womack gave me a word. I'll tell you this right now. Andrew Womack has been a mentor to me, a friend to me. I spirit-filled called to preach at his ministry in 1978, 42 years ago. In the last 40 years, Andrew has given me over at, at least about 20 words of wisdom, and 19 of them have come to pass. Wow. But in the last Sunday of September 2013, seven years ago, Andrew gave me a word. He said, something is going to happen. He said, I don't know what it is, but something is going to happen. And there's going to be a flood of people come to cares Christian Center. But if you don't give, get insurance, you're not going to be able to ha- hold the harvest. Wow. You know what? I bought this building. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. The utilities cost $10,000 a month. Wow. Ah, baby, that gets your attention. I moved from a building that costs a thousand a month that we rebuilt. It was excellent to this and cost 10,000. I thought I'd get it down to five. I'm a good manager. The next door building is 90,000 square foot. Oh, wow. This one is 121. They pay 20,000 a month in utilities. If I didn't pay attention, it cost me 30,000 a month. Wow. So I'm a good manager, but it cost me 10,000 a month. That's so awesome. it cost me something. You see, sometimes people think, you know, it's going to cost you something to move forward. But at the same point in time, I did that after a lot of years of experience. Amen. And when I walked in the door, the place is paid for. So, you know what? We could pay 10,000.
0: And I've been there. It's a beautiful building. uh, Ashley took me for a tour and I went into uh, uh, one of the uh, youth uh, uh, auditoriums. I told him, I said, man, I could have my main service in here. It's
1: that beautiful. It's just awesome. I would pray. I would get some direction. I wouldn't do anything that I didn't have peace about. You Praise know, God. and, but at the same point in time, you got to do something and Amen. you got to start somewhere. So start with, start where you're at. You Amen. know, after I had that, that bad experience with three of those feeder cattle, I bought, I bought 10 cows wow. then I bought 20 cows and wow. I bought 30 cows. Then I sold my cows, bought it, you know, and paid off. I had a little airplane, paid that off sold my and, and paid off this house. I lived in it wasn't a very expensive house. Then I sold that house. I sold that house for 30,000 when I went into ministry. I right. gave $5,000 to the church that I was in, that we were building. My salary was $800 a month. I gave away six months of my salary when I started, hallelujah, Praise God! glory to God. And, and, and I took the 25,000 that I had left over and I split that 25,000. I put half of it in the house that I moved from DIA from Denver international airport, right? I put half of it in that house and I put half of it in the cattle business. And wow. you know what? God's blessed me. I got three houses. Hallelujah. Amen. And I've got two of them My rentals are completely paid off. I have a little bit of debt on my house. Oh, about 20%, 25% of what it's worth. And I have an office building in Monument. So that, that real estate side's grown. And I have a few cattle, although I've taken most of my money out of the cattle business and put in the stock market, which is suffering now, but long, long term, I've made a lot of money there and I'll make a lot more in the future. Praise, Praise God. God. So just start little, out. don't despise dist- the day of small things, manage well, Praise God, get some good mentors, ask your mentors, find 3 people in the business that you want to do and and that have succeeded on their own, not just had it all given to them. Right. Ask them what they've done and then see what you can take from their life and employ in your own. The principle of mentorship Live with the purpose of God, but find some good mentors that have done it, and listen to what they say. <laughs> love you. I gotta go. We're gonna be live here in just a few minutes in Colorado Springs. Thank you, Pastor.
0: You. Thank you so much. God bless you. Hey, uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Tomorrow we're gonna be back live at 6 p.m. And so please be sure to uh, join the broadcast at 6 p.m. We love you. God bless. You wanna pray for them, Pastor? Quickly.
1: Yeah, I'll pray for you really quick. And hey, you can check our stuff out. If lost in Purdue, it's Purdue with the neat.com doesn't work. Go to com. You can get, you know, all the stuff there. We love you. Bless you. You can download a lot of stuff. We're coming out with a brand new church app probably in the next 30 days. They're doing all the tests done by Apple and Google. It's a phenomenal app. You'll be able to get all my stuff absolutely free, all my video, all my audio, good practical stuff that'll help you. We'd love you to get that app coming out in a little bit. Thanks so much. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all these people that are connected. I thank you for the ministers. I thank you for the businessmen. I thank you for blessing them. I thank you for your high favor that's on their life. I thank you that you surround them with favor as a shield, and you bless the righteous, Lord. I thank you, Father, that they have more than enough to do everything that you've called them to do. They have no lack in any area of their life. I thank you that they're tithers, they're givers, they do not lack ability, and they do not lack opportunity, and supernatural increase comes to them. In the name of Jesus, for your kingdom, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you. Thank you, Pastor. We love you you so much. God bless you. Thank you for your gift. God bless you. See you soon. God bless you, Pastor.